You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys, where we take a deep dive into the drinks that you love. I'm Jeff Dutton, along with Mike Hanford. Hey! And Tim Kalpagas. Hey everybody! And we're your hosts, the Sloppy Boys. Hello! Guys, how's it going? Great! It is going great, and I'm excited- Hey, I'm excited to be back in the pod. <laughs> oh my god, you sound like a real podcaster. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, we had you back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who's- uh, Would you say I'm a friend of the pod? Oh boy! More than a friend, you're a third of the pod. <laughs> Host of the pod. We should have T-shirts made. How's life walking around being a podcaster now? Oof! I'll tell you it's what. Kind of cool. I'm looking at new apartments, new cars. It's great. I'm just plugging it a lot. I got a lot of tweets going on. <laughs> uh, episode is up. Oh, you got well, that's what I was, I was saying. I'm walking down the street, and people will walk by me and say, "Hey, friend of the pod." So you are. <laughs> <laughs> You, sir. <laughs> Why, there's only been one episode. And you love it, don't you? You love every minute of it, you drunk. So here we are, episode two. All the kinks are worked out. <laughs> yep. We yeah, figured baby. it out. And it's a Halloween episode, huh? Oh, baby. Happy Halloween. Yeah, it's funny. Jeff said, you know, we uh, all the kinks are worked out. It did not take us uh, 45 minutes to get this underway tonight. Ow. Uh, everything was going great. This is also <laughs> the episode where... We realize what a double black diamond we've set out on today. <laughs> yeah, we were thinking it's fun to make cocktails, but then already our second cocktail was a hard one. And if you looked at it when you were thinking about listening to this podcast, you probably said, that's just too many ingredients. That doesn't sound fun. I don't like these guys. I hope it, yeah, I hope it didn't scare you away. Because, like, it's scary for two reasons. It's called a zombie. Yes. Yeah. That's scary. That's, you know, it's Halloween time, especially. If someone brings up a zombie to me in like February, I'm like, yeah, I kind of not really am not too worried about that right now. But someone talks about a zombie around Halloween. I'm terrified. You're all ears. Yeah. And the then the list, the, the amount of ingredients on the list was horrific. Yeah, Tim, what's the deal with the, um, the discrepancies between all the different recipes for the zombie? Well, because the zombie is a classic tiki drink. And this is one of the originals by Don the Beachcomber. And then you got, you know, everybody making their own version of it because it's from the 1930s. And, like, the thing with Tiki is that Don the Beachcomber, I'm told, I actually read a book about him. He's an interesting dude. He kept all of his ingredients secret. Like, so if you were behind the bar, you'd be like, man, we're running low on number two. Or, hey, I got to go pick up some number four. And you maybe didn't even know what was in each of those bottles. He's kind of like Kaiser Soze. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> Tim, when you say Don the Beachcomber, I nodded my head saying, yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, I, I saw, I was looking at you like, this guy's waving that head around. Yeah, I love, I know him. Now, I did that because I recognize the name, but I don't know who that is. Did he, did he start Tiki Drinks? He did, and he's American, and he started in the 30s, and that's the weird thing is... In Hawaii? In Los Angeles, California. Oh. On... McCadden in Hollywood, kind of not really far from where Jeff is right now. Jeff, get down there. You should go down there. (laughs) Report back, dude. See see what you see, man. No, right? You think of Tiki and you think it's uh, South Seas, South South Pacific. People are drinking coconuts and making drinks, but it didn't really exist as a a genre until this dude who's kind of like a 
Bill Brasky, most interesting man, uh, Dos Equis kind of a guy who has all these wild stories about him. In like World War II, he was a major in the Air Force, and there's stories about him. You know, Winston Churchill needed a hundred barrels of rum, so they <laughs> so they turned the Don the Beachcomber. But so he's this dude that sort of uh, started Tiki based on nothing. He had been a sailor and a bootlegger, rum runner, and then thought Hollywood they got all these movies, and I'm doing jobs on movie sets. So they probably would like a bar that's all kitschy and themed. And he's right. People in Hollywood do like that type of stuff. So I love that shit. So the zombie is one of his originals. But it's getting bigger. Like the, the tiki bar like aesthetic is big. I think. Yeah, I mean, 10, 15 years ago, you would have just thought, you don't even think of the right drinks. You think tiki's probably just pina coladas. And, I would have uh, thought it's just something in movies. Yeah. I feel like all the tiki bars near me growing up had turned into sports bars and just had uh, Coronas with limes in them and stuff like that. But there's a very specific menu that is the original Tiki ones. And I'll tell you what, that original Don the Beachcomber bar, there was a bar back and a bartender guy that worked there named Ray Buin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he opened up a, after Don the Beachcomber closed, he opened a bar of his own in Silver Lake called the Tiki Tea. Hey. hey, I've been there. Sure. And you know, you know, behind the bar at the Tiki Tea, the old guy with the white beard? Yeah. That's Ray's son. Oh. Uh, so that's as close. If you're anywhere on earth and you wanted to have the ori- original, authentic Tiki cocktails, if you got that dude making it for you, that's probably the closest like direct contact we have to Don uh-huh. the Beachcomber. Dang. I, uh, I remember the first time I went to the Tiki Tea, I think maybe you guys were with me, uh, I went into the bathroom and then came out and everyone was yelling, Toro, Toro, and like cheering. And there was yeah. a little bull on the wall that was like a mechanical bull figure on the wall that was like going like, Arr! and uh, I was like, what the fuck just happened in here? <laughs> yeah, they have a few of those. I remember one time uh, there was a Chicago comedy dude in town visiting and I was like, I'm going to impress this guy. So I ordered him one of those Toro Toros and everybody, everybody, cheered and i was like pretty cool huh he's like yeah and then i brought him next door to el chavito and i ordered some bandera shots where they line up the hot sauce in different shot Uh glasses rest in peace el chavito (laughs) Uh, and then and i was like now we shoot these back and it wasn't this cool and then he was like tim you know you could just get me a normal drink (laughs) (laughs) just give me an old style tim (laughs) yeah this is not the kind of thing i like to do okay remember at at tiki tea i thought one summer would be fun to uh get the menu and try to get go through it all and i realized that would have cost me like three thousand dollars to do yeah well (laughs) welcome to this damn podcast man (laughs) i know this this uh, this one alone was just like breaking the bank to get all these uh penrads and firminos and whatever (laughs) it's such a tight-knit group over at tkt like when i last maybe not maybe not when i last went because now i know better when i first went I was like, hey, could I get one of those like fun, cool glasses? And the guy looked at me and was just like, yeah, people bring those from home. Because <laughs> you, you go in and everybody's got like, oh, this mug looks like a dragon or Groucho Marx or, or a lady's tits. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. like, you, sir, get a little pint glass. <laughs> you have to bring that home. Could you bring me one from home? <laughs> Actually, you know what? They gave me a bunch of swag one time because I, back in our sketch comedy days, when we first sold our TV show, you know how you, you're, you're told like, hey, they picked up the pilot, but you don't go around town flapping your trap about that you have a TV show yet because Whoops. you got to wait for contracts to come through and lawyers to argue and all that stuff. So on that very first night, I couldn't really talk about it. I went out to the Tiki Tea with Jessica and her friends and uh, her friends didn't know and I didn't tell her. Friends, so I was just kind of like quietly, like really happy, <laughs> and uh, they were talking about whatever they were ta- talking about, and I just sat at a, at a stool. These drinks are strong. People make fun of tiki drinks, but right there's like yeah, four yeah. shots of rum yeah, in these drinks. It's nuts. So I had drink after drink after drink, just having my own little party, and I blacked out <laughs> sitting up at a stool. I mean, I don't even, I can't, I can't remember the last time I drank like that. But it was kind of because I was just holding it in. And <laughs> those guys, 
Yes. Apparently, I don't really remember, but every time I was buying a drink, I was like tipping a lot of money because I thought it was a big shot. So that then at the end of the night, Jessica looked at me and my eyes were crossed and she's like, I got to get this guy out of here. And <laughs> he's, he's him- drinking cartoon drinks and he looks like a cartoon drunk. <laughs> so she cut the night short and was like, I'm, I'm putting Tim in an Uber. I'll be right back. And as and as she was trying to leave to bring me outside all the bartenders were like, hey, he's leaving. Uh, here, give him this and give him this. And they, and they took a bunch of like, you know, uh, coconut mugs and a bunch of postcards and a bunch of fun, fun kitsch stuff. And they handed her like an armload of free stuff because I probably tipped them 200 bucks. To go to a restaurant, to go to a bar and like impress the bartenders enough where they're giving you free things is of legend. <laughs> You know who would disagree with you is my accountant. <laughs> sure. This, this, maybe this your guy. wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Tim, you bring up a good point about the tiki drinks. Is a characteristic of all tiki that you're just splashing together various kinds of like rums? Yeah, it's a lot of rums. I mean, this drink has three different types of rum. All those bottles at a tiki bar, they're all just weird kind of sticky. There's not even that much fresh fruit involved, you know. I f- you would think they'd be blending up a lot of papaya or whatever. But it's all syrups. Yeah, syrups. Yeah, it's all syrups. It's a lot of stuff that was already at bars. And then they're just like, if I put the grenadine on top of the lime juice. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's I, a I remember uh, I was at the Tiki Tea once and I'm looking through the like, menu. I was like, what's in, uh, I don't know, what's in the beach cone? Whatever it was. And the guy's like, well, simple syrup. You got uh, raspberry syrup. We do another syrup. I said, why don't you serve me the thing in a fucking pancake? You said that? <laughs> what did he say? How did he react? I said that to him. Well, he I'll tell you what he didn't do. Is he didn't give me T-shirts and <laughs> hats or anything like that. He, <laughs> basically, he grabbed my T-shirt by the collar and the top of my pants, and I went flying out the front door. Oh, man. Well, um, the thing, have you ever had the zombie at the Tiki Tea? I don't think so. I've had it at the uh, that other place up in... North Hollywood that we've gone to. What's that place called? Tonga Hut. Tonga Hut? Yeah, the Tonga Hut. That place is great, too. That place is very legit. That's the real thing. And I feel like the only time I ever really order zombies is if, you know, one time you guys were already at the Tonga Hut, and I was meeting you to see an Adam Sandler movie, but I arrived late, and you were a few drinks deep, and I'm trying to catch up. That's, like, the only time I would order a zombie, because the whole thing is that this is a really, really, really strong drink oh getting ready for this podcast today i was remembering those times of going to the tonga room and then going across the street to that cheap not cheap but a fun movie theater like it felt like a movie theater out of the 90s yeah and drinking those drinks and having like two of them and all of a sudden like hitting you so all of a sudden being like whoa i gotta whoa (laughs) i can't really stand up here so well and we gotta cross this busy road and you were putting jalapenos on your popcorn that's the move that's the old hanford move that's right (laughs) <laughs> my move is to put so much butter and jalapeno on a popcorn, eat the whole large, and then be sick for the rest of the night. <laughs> that's a good plan. And knowing that that's going to happen on the very first kernel. But it is true that you would you order the zombie when you want a really strong drink because it turns you into a zombie. That's where the name comes from. A guy, Don the Beachcomber, gave one to a guy, and a businessman who came back later and said, that turned me into a zombie at work that day. Uh, that's um, funny. I guess he went to work. So, yeah, this was the first drink that really took off for Don. You know, he later had a whole bunch of hit drinks that that we all know. But this was uh, a nationwide sensation. And you want to you want to hear what's in this baby? Let's get into it. Yes, I do. And we tracked down most of this stuff, but it was hard. Okay, first we had three rums, half uh, an ounce and a half of dark Jamaican rum. Then we got uh, an ounce and a half of gold Puerto Rican rum, then we have an ounce of Demerara rum. Okay, let me stop you right there. I've never heard of Demerara rum. Nor had I. It's a fun one to say. It confused the guy at the fancy liquor store uh, (laughs) when I asked him for it, so he had to Google it, and then he did have it on his shelf. What is it? Because I I didn't get that one. I will say, smelling this stuff, it is scintillating. It smells like legit... It smells like the rum you don't have at your house, but that you smell at a tiki yeah. bar, right? It's rich. Ah. Um, I looked it up. It's a rum from Guyana. I think I'm saying that right. And uh, then the other ones are more accessible. But when you mix them all together, they're supposed to make each other stronger. Kind of like us. Yeah, it is kind of yeah. like us. I'd say the three rums in this drink are like the three of us. I think that I'm gold rum. Yeah, well, you do have a nice golden tan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And wait, Tim, 
I noticed that a lot of zombie recipes have overproof rum in them. Ooh. What's the deal with IBA? No, the IBA recipe has no 151 or anything of that sort. I think they chickened out. And I, the cool thing is the Tiki websites I looked at, they put their overproof rum on top as a floater, a Bacardi 151 floater. And they light it. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's the IBA should do that. This organization is Fubar, man. They should be lighting all their drinks on fire. The IBA, I, and I assume the IBA is listening episode two. Yeah, but this drink, like a lot of our drinks, can be adapted. We definitely invite any sort of substitutions if it helps you have fun. Well, yeah, you have to. Yeah, you might not have pernod at home. Uh, not many people have it's too possible. much pernod. Let's get through the rest of the ingredients. I'm sorry. Please, please. Well, yeah, please. pernod is the grand finale. Well, so then we got half an ounce of uh, fresh lime juice, easy. Half an ounce of falernum. <laughs> Duh. Now, huh? me and Jeff waltz into a liquor store, and I look at the shelf, and I see Falernum bitters, and it's 20 bucks for a teeny bottle, so then I tell the guy at the counter, is this Falernum? And he goes, no. And he brings us some Falernum liqueur, and he goes, that's what you want. And <laughs> it's a big bottle, and that's only $20, so he said, that's better. Then I get home, and I Google Falernum, and it's a syrup that is doesn't have any alcohol in it, so... What I'm learning is falernum is basically an almond, a, anything that's like a sweet almondy syrup that has allspice clovey taste to it. Mm. You know? Anise? Well, it has like an anise taste? Was no, that? not anise. Uh, that's more black licorice This is more nutmeggy. Aha. Uh-huh. Then half an ounce of Don's mix. <laughs> right. <laughs> that must be down the beachcomber. Come on. That's the man himself. You got to give it up for him. This was one of these ones <laughs> that was numbered behind the bar. It was ingredient number four. And some tiki nerd had to hack for centuries to figure out what it was. But it's <laughs> grape juice, grapefruit juice, and cinnamon syrup. What did you guys do to try to make Don's mix? I did um, uh, simple syrup and cinnamon, just like powdered cinnamon and uh, grapefruit. Yeah, same. I bought a grapefruit and squeezed it. (laughs) Nice. I did find a yellow grapefruit juice because we just saw a lot of ruby red on our travels. We found the the good stuff, the yellow. That is a good drink. You're going to be glad you have that around. Tim, you said the proper way of making Don's mix, because I have cinnamon sticks. I wish I had known this. I would have done it. Oh, damn. Yeah, this we're learning that this whole show is going to be a lot of Googling after the fact and being like, oh. (laughs) Uh, So anyone listening, if you got the wrong stuff, that's totally fine. But... I just Googled now and saw that you sit this two big cinnamon sticks into simple syrup overnight. And then the next day, or you can like boil it to heat up the process. But the next day you have uh, cinnamon syrup. What I did was I, before bringing the grapefruit in, I used normal simple syrup. Then I shook some cinnamon in. And then I said, I want to get these grains of cinnamon out so that they don't get (laughs) caught in my poor teeth. So I said, I know, Timmy, here's what you do. You filter it now through a coffee filter. You keep the cinnamon taste and you lose all the gritty flakes. And I did that and I was real proud of myself. And then when I tasted the syrup, it had totally taken the cinnamon taste out again. (laughs) So I was just going back and forth (laughs) like a moron. This is is a cartoon man's drink. Like (laughs) pouring out like the cinnamon and looking at the drink, the cinnamon's gone. Like what is the process of of coaxing the syrup through the paper (laughs) coffee filter? When you, it, it dripped slowly, but it did drip. But I was just thinking, when you make coffee, the paper doesn't take the coffee taste out of, out of the coffee. <laughs> you don't get clean water. Did you, when you were filtering it through it, did you then think, oh, maybe I should filter this uh, syrup through a fucking pancake with a syrup <laughs> oh, on all these oh, fucking things? It's true. I feel like I'm at yeah. the IHOP International yeah. House of Pissing Me Off. <laughs> Uh, Tim, is there anything else we got to know about the prep before we get started on making these? Yeah, then uh, 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 a teaspoon of grenadine. Hey, grenadine's kind of interesting, right? You guys might think that's cherry syrup. It actually calls itself pomegranate syrup. Damn. But but I'm sure it's artificial. Uh, (laughs) Dash of Angostura bitters, that's your normal bitters, and six drops of the dreaded Pernod. (laughs) (laughs) Pernod. Oh, my God. When I saw Pernod, I was like... What is this word? I've never seen this. Doesn't sound like a, anything to do with liquor drink. Yeah, it looks like the name of a dork. 
Oh no, my science project teamed me up with Pernod. This was another wild goose chase that we had at the liquor yeah, store. Yeah, this was a mess. Jeff, we were like the Hardy Boys trying to crack the case on this one. And and I don't know that we did. I think we have the wrong thing. You, on my team over here looking for this stuff, it was a lot of, uh, hey, I don't know what that is. I can ask one guy. He's never heard of it either. Yep, moving on to grapefruit. I know what that is. <laughs> so did you get a a substitute for Pernod or did you just skip it altogether? Pernod's a skip for me, dog. Okay. Yeah. For, for us, we saw Pernod mm-hmm. absinthe. And said, well, we don't need the Pernod brand absinthe. We'll just get this cheaper yeah. absinthe. And then we found out that Pernod originally is not even absinthe. Yeah, it's like because absinthe is, some people thought it was a hallucinogen. It got outlawed. It got unoutlawed. So at some point, uh, Pernod went from being absinthe to a normal liqueur back to absinthe. But I think this recipe is referring to just a normal black licorice tasting liqueur so mm-hmm. anybody at home if you want to make this truly jägermeister fernet anything that remotely tastes like but six drops yeah it's such a small amount so me weird. and jeff bought a 60 dollar bottle of absinthe <laughs> just we'll drinking pernod into the new year we're gonna have to do uh absinthe on the show and uh yeah and and do that whole thing because we're, i didn't realize it was only six drops what a goddamn waste <laughs> oh, here's you, you want, so here's a thing I didn't do. So I didn't buy grenadine, but I had uh, maraschino cherries that I got for the Tom Collins on the lap, last episode. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, I bought myself a nice fourteen dollar bottle of uh, jar of cherries because there's couldn't be found anywhere for any other price. And uh, I go to like gather all the stuff today. I have no idea where the cherries went in this house. <laughs> like it, they're gone. Like <laughs> they're not in the fridge. I put them in the fridge, and they're not there. And, uh, you know, they're not on the counter where I was told they might be. Mm. Let me ask you this. Uh, today, did you notice if your neighbor had a big red ring around his lips? Yeah, and I, he had, like, he had his shirt off, too, which was strange. And he had uh, kind of, like, 24 little tiny bumps in his stomach. <laughs> and he's like, can I help you? So I said, Don't bother me now. I'm looking for maraschinos. Well, tell this guy he should be chewing, okay? Chew those cherries, <laughs> my man. Uh, what what kind of glass are we looking at here, Tim? Because I'm seeing electric blender, and uh, I don't got one. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. So, I mean, there aren't too many actual blender drinks in Tiki, right? I feel like that's more the when you think of your, you're at a cruise ship and you get a knockoff version of a Tiki drink, it's in a blender. But usually they're on the rocks. This one is blended, but it's not blended up so much. You'll be okay, Jay, because it's just a little blast of the blender. I was I was reading, and everyone says... You build this drink in your blender, and then you add 170 grams of cracked ice. I don't know how many. That's half a cup. Oh, half a cup of cracked ice. But then you just give it a quick little pulse blast of the blender for three to five seconds. You don't need to turn this into a frozen margarita. Oh, yeah. Just a few pumps. Yeah, just a few pump pumps. Well, you know what's funny? Like I feel like tiki. a lot of tiki bars that aren't in California and doing like the real deal We'll have the tiki drinks mixed, or and just like it's in a something that they like, uh, like a tap yeah, or something. They got a big old vat of it ready. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's like when it is blended, like a smoothie kind of. It's like one of those types of things. You ever been to uh, Bourbon Street in New Orleans, and they have these daiquiri places where they have fifty different flavors of that spinning on the wall, no, and you get them like cool. slush puppies. Oh yeah, uh, it's so fun. They're they're just high fructose corn syrup. But wait, where did you see this, Tim? Bourbon Street. Okay, guys, I saw it down uh, Key West one year, ah. and one of the ones that they had was named 151 Red Bulls, and it was Bacardi <laughs> 51 and Red Bull in a fucking Slurpee machine. What a weird thing <laughs> just, to do. Just blacking people out left and right. <laughs> people running extremely fast down the street, they're just diving into the ground. Well, guys, uh, I think I'm about ready to start mine. I'm gonna, I got mine pretty close to the letter of the law. But no blender, so you just give it a hard shake, I guess. I'm just going to shake the shit out of it, and yeah. I got no um, pernod. That's okay. <laughs> That's Wait, okay. no, but you have absinthe. I gave you absinthe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'll use this up. Everyone at home, use Jaeger. We don't care. Or if you happen to be so lucky you've got abundance of Pernod, use yeah. that. We'll be right back with more Sloppy Boys. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Sloppy Boys is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey folks, Mike Hanford from The Sloppy Boys here, and I wanted to ask you, do you ever have this feeling like you gotta get something off your chest? You know, you're walking around with something and you got, I just gotta tell someone this, I just gotta fix this thing. It happens to us all. We all carry around these different stressors, big and small. That's just how it is. But when we keep bottling it up, it can start to affect us negatively and that's not good. But therapy is here to help. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work on whatever's weighing you down. Now look, you know me, I've been to therapy, I'm the therapy guy, I love it. And I gotta say, it does help when you go in there and talk to the therapist and say, you know what, my two co-hosts piss me off on a daily basis, I've got, it's weighing me down, what am I gonna do? That of course is a joke example, but you get what I'm saying. You can tell the therapist what you're feeling, and they'll help you learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Now, listen to this. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. That's right, you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's pretty good. So, folks... Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SloppyBoys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SloppyBoys. Go in there, talk to somebody, get it off your chest, have a great time. Cheers, boys. We're back. Hey. Bottoms up. Down the hatch. Ooh. Pied Piper. I mean, the tricky thing is, yeah, it's got a little spice to it as far as like being really aromatic, but uh, it tastes good. I could pound a bunch of these and I can definitely see why they would sneak up on you so hard. I'll tell you what. I did what I did with that cinnamon where it was just like just the powder kind of I did a couple dashes on top is very strong in this one. <laughs> You're mainly just getting cinnamon taste. Yeah. This, and I bite into it. <laughs> this fully has three shots of liquor in it and uh, oh. you're just getting cinnamon. Yeah, this is uh, this. I mean, I'm tasting that rum, too, baby. Doesn't it? Ha- it has that taste like mm-hmm. I'm impressed that I made this in my kitchen because it really does taste like something a, a bartender handed to you at the Tonga Hut. Yes, all it costs you is making a mess of your kitchen to make one drink. Yeah, it takes so long to make. I felt like such a dork, you know, with, with this many bottles. You you picture Tom Cruise throwing around or a guy <laughs> at a tiki bar just going bloop, bloop. But me measuring out each little thing and going back to the fridge 200 times. <laughs> I'm a dork. I'm starting to think I'm a dork. At certain tiki places, I know, like... It, there's only a limit of like ordering two of these at a time because it's they take so long. Yeah, and I think it's because they're too strong. You get cut off. That was a Don Beach thing. Is oh, you can only yeah. have two, 
per night because otherwise you'll i mean it's it's three shots in each drink you know yeah the other fun thing to do at a tiki bar is um when your friend or the guy in front of you orders something and the bartender goes through all the trouble when you step up and say <laughs> yeah. like oh this is the same thing <laughs> well i'm you know i'm i'm enjoying this but i just with every sip i'm like god if there was just falernum in here i would really be singing <laughs> praises yeah let me tell you it is good this falernum Ooh. i would say yeah, so you guys are so lucky you got your hands on the falernum folks if you don't have falernum <laughs> get a little or jot almond syrup, put a little allspice in there. That's <laughs> just that easy. <laughs> and, and, and folks, he didn't say old spice. You don't want to put, put the deodorant on there. No. Whew. I am feeling it, though, like already with uh, yeah. a couple sips. Well, oh, hold up your drinks again. I want to see something here. I want to see how your like ice blend went. Oh, Jeff, you just did the ice cubes. I'm like half, yeah, I blended it, but then I also threw three cubes just to fill up the cup. I know I blended it, but it's like, it's more that like crushed slushy type ice with some chunks in it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's okay if it's a Hey, mix. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Hey, it's just new for me. Pow! I garnished with a mint sprig like the IBA told me to. Mark. Yeah, me too. You know, it's nice to get a little sniff of mint as you... <laughs> yeah, is that what that is? For, like, you're not really getting the taste you're just kind of smelling it as you're drinking it yeah I think that's, that's, a, that's a funny way of doing things like you're exciting the nostrils while sipping by tantalizing the tongue <laughs> well it's working i'm looking at your nostrils and those things are flaring all over the Dance, place. they're flaring them in and around <laughs> <laughs> this hey, guy look. keeps flaring them <laughs> well hey i had two uh, sips of this like i'm going nuts over here <laughs> yeah i'm i'm about to uh Kind of get behind the wheel of my car and do a little. No, bit yeah, I do want to put a disclaimer. Yeah. I want to put a disclaimer on this right now. You're not drinking it. You're not going out after drinking this thing. You guys don't understand. If I'm driving, I need a drink to loosen me up. I can't drive all stiff, no, all no, uptight. No. That's bad. No. That's Mike, bad. Mike, hear him out. He's got a point. All right, all right. He's he's a pretty logical guy usually. So I'll yeah. I'll hear that. Picture me behind the wheel, hands shaking, sweating because I'm <laughs> stiff and I'm nervous. No, you got to right. relax. Have a couple of zombies. <laughs> <laughs> this will make me drunk. I will definitely. It's a one drink drunk kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. That's part of the pod, baby. Well, I am I am feeling a little zombieish after uh, getting going on this thing. I could see I could see why that guy said, "Hey, <laughs> hey, Don. Yeah, what?" Yesterday when I had that drink, okay, you're back. I felt like a zombie. Oh, cool! I'll name it a zombie. <laughs> mm. And what a time for Halloween! Oh yeah, a drink fit for a pumpkin time. Hey, oh, did I tell you guys about uh, who I saw the other day? No, no. I guess I didn't tell you guys. Okay, so I was, I'm in New York, you know, and I was in Central Park. Sure. And I'm just, uh, so I was walking through and then just said, I got to take a break. I'm sitting on the benches because the park is humongous. And who do I see over there, over uh, uh, a ways away, let's say, Steve Winwood. Oh. Steve Winwood walking in the park. I couldn't believe it. Um, and he was there with this guy and I, they were kind of within ear, they got close to me and they got within earshot so I could hear them a little bit. And it was really weird because I could see him from a distance. It didn't look like a fun conversation. It was like one where you're, heated. you know, someone's kind of, yeah, you know, yeah. not heated, just stressed, just stressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the guy he was talking to was a friend of his, I gathered. And he was like uh, from a different country. I think it was Russian or Ukrainian or something like that. And I, kept, I heard Steve Winwood again saying, you know, there's something I got to tell you about, uh, something that's going to happen soon in this country. Uh, I got to let you know about it, but oh no, yeah. I also don't want to like make you nervous or scare you or something. And the Russian guy was like, no, you can tell me. Just tell me what it is. I want to, you know, I want to be immersed in American culture. He said, yeah, but this thing, it's something that happens and I don't like it. It's mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. And he said, just Steve, you know, just tell me. And uh, he said, <laughs> what? What is so funny? It's the accent. I just, I, the I'm just picturing thing. you. No, I'm picturing you in this scenario, just, you know, like how you're trying to enjoy your day in Central Park and you get pulled into this whole thing. Yeah, I, I wasn't, I mean, I was enjoying, I was enjoying kind of being a voyeur to some okay. uh, little, little conversation, a little snippet of conversation. Yeah, a big star too, Steve Winwood. Yeah, huge star, big Steve Winwood, rock, rock and rolls. Yeah. yeah, great guy, great, great uh, singer, piano Good player. Good man. And they're going on, don't, <laughs> I got to tell you this thing, but I don't want to, just tell me. 
the Russian guy said, you know, there's probably something in my culture that is very similar, so it won't be uh, too weird for me. And Steve said, he said, no, I don't think so. This thing I'm talking about is weird. And finally, the Russian guy said, just tell me. And Steve, Steve looked at his friend and he said, oh boy, he said, this. here we go. Okay. I'll just tell you, and I'll tell you because you're my friend. Mm-hmm. Hard to handle every year unless you like skeletons. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. interesting. There's a day coming up. Right, that's what they were talking about. Sure, now. It's October 31. Halloween spooky scene. We'll all scream. Halloween. There's candy. But Dracula makes a scream. Woo! And he, he went, woo! And he kind of. Wow. You were there for that? I was there. I was listening to the whole thing. He wanted to tell his friend about Halloween. Mike, I got to tell you, you're a really good journalist. The way that you yeah. kind of relay, you observed and relayed all that, especially all those things that he said. Right. Right. And and I could gather just from the body language. And I think a good journalist needs to look at people's body language and sort of uh, uh, pass that along with the writing. It's <laughs> really amazing. It's funny, Tim, you said I'm a good journalist, but uh, you skipped over a good singer. Oh, uh, well, I thought that you were struggling to hit the high note. <laughs> struggling? Yeah, huh. it was sort of like Halloween. You know, that sound that's sort of like usually characterizes like maybe a bad bad singing. It's, Whoa. It's often, I'm not saying that. Well, you got to understand my voice is barely warmed up. That's true. I do sure. any of my exercise. Again, I'm not a vocal authority uh, in any way. I mean, listen, yeah. law. Yes, come on. I could feel it. I could feel my throat tight. When Bob Woodward and Ronan Farrow, when they sing their discoveries, uh-huh. they're not always on pitch. Right, right, right. So because they're they're busy working on the story and probably forget to warm up their voices, too. I was also kind of worried about being too close to the microphone and maybe peaking. No, you did that great. A lot going on. A lot going on with the the microphone distance. But Don't worry, Mike. It's episode two. The kinks are worked out. Yes, right. Exactly. The kinks are good here. When you guys say kinks, you're not talking about Ray Davies himself, are you? Tim. What? I'm having a little fun. We are are a rock and roll party band, so they've got some party stuff going on in the kinks. (laughs) I'm sorry, I got to say this last 15 minutes of me talking, that that was the zombie talking, okay? Uh, Tim has <laughs> <Yeah>. left the building. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do want to put this to bed and just say that Steve Winwood, what a great guy for telling his friend. He was so worried about his friend. And he told his friend about Halloween, which is, of course, somebody coming maybe from a different country doesn't know exactly about it. And he was very sensitive to that. It's very nice of him. And so the friend, how did, how did it all work out? Did he... Did he run to the nearest airport, or did he stick around? Or? No, he said, he said, I'm terrified, but I'm going to stick it out here with you. And uh, He said, thanks for telling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Steve clapped him on the back and said, now let's go get a pumpkin to cut up. And the Russian guy said, what have I got myself into? <laughs> and he, he looked at me and said that. I was like, I don't want to get into this. I, I don't want to. I'm already going to maybe bring this up on the podcast. I'm not getting involved. No, I don't. Not with you. I don't. I know one guy's name. I don't know the other guy's name, and I don't get involved with groups if I only know one person's name. Was the Russian guy uh, Gorbachev? <laughs> Is he still alive? I had this thing about how he had a funny birthmark. Nobody would even know <laughs> Gorbachev's name if he didn't have that head mark. You know he's taking a Sharpie and drawing that in their head. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that must, is that a joke in Naked Gun or something? Probably. <laughs> Probably. I should write for Naked Gun. Are they hiring writers? Do you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Gorbachev's wife comes in and catches it. What are you doing? Upping my public profile. Ugh. <laughs> well, folks, we'll be right back. <laughs> I don't know. That's good. I have a little loose man after this drink. Yeah, I need to, I need a second to like regroup here. My yeah. God. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. 
Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And we're back. Let's uh, circle back to these drinks, boys. I'm about halfway through, Whoa, and I am uh, feeling it. <laughs> I got a lampshade on my head. Jeff, uh, looking at your your drink, it's like uh, I'm this far down. I'm I'm getting down to the bottom. Oh no, you get you got to get moving, man. We're we're know, reaching I the end done here. Anything here. This we're in segment three. It gets better as you sip because the cubes. We're in segment three. <laughs> yeah, the whole everyone listening is thinking segment three. Oh, no, they better be done with those drinks. <laughs> oh, I skipped straight to segment three because that's where things yeah. are really funny. Um, <laughs> I, I think mine tastes better now because the first few sips were like gasoline and then it got a little melty and now it's quarter, like it's like a nice punch. Hanford's shirt is coming off. <laughs> What's going on over there, man? <laughs> Too hot. <laughs> <laughs> That thing flew off, and I might I add, it was a it was a Lakers uh, shirt, and you should be you should keep it on for the whole off season oh, to man. celebrate their championship. You shouldn't yeah. be taking it off. Congrats to the Lakers, jeez, LeBron, uh, Rondo, those guys, great series, great season. And give, you can't yep. you got to give it up for the Heat too, Jimmy Butler. He's one of my new faves. <laughs> I'm getting hot myself. This is not a, a drink to wear your shirt during. No, I had to. That's why all those tiki uh, beach bum guys have their shirts un- unbuttoned all the way down to the gut. Yeah. Uh, no, I got no, like, I can't turn a fan or AC on in this room because it'd be too loud. So I'm just melting here. And I'm not going to pound this thing or else I'll fall out the window. I have two fans blaring on me and air conditioning, and I'm sweating bullets. Me too. I'm red in the face. God, the zombie, man. We look like cartoon drunks that fell in barrels of ale. <laughs> it's funny. When we started this, I was like, you know, let's not warm up to the line item. You know, like, let's do it right away so that we can drink throughout the whole pod. And I was like, but it's just one drink. Does it really matter? With the zombie, it, it absolutely Dude, It's three drinks. You would never just take three shots in a row. That would be insane in normal life. So to pour them into a cocktail, no good. But here's what I wanted to ask you guys. Now that we're deep into these drinks, yes. with, the, with the Tom Collins we talked about, uh, uh, like a who, what, where, what type of person and place you picture drinking these drinks. Tom Collins, we said it was like a tennis lady at the club or it was a southern gentleman on a porch. When you're drinking the zombie, what, do you, what comes to mind? Who's drinking this thing? Uh, well, I just what I was getting at, a guy wearing cutoff uh, cargo shorts. Hawaiian shirt unbuttoned and a straw hat, and he is burnt, baby. He's sunburnt bad. <laughs> yeah. He's red. I feel like you fall into two categories with a zombie. Type one is the type who doesn't know any better. They don't know what they're getting yeah. into. Yeah, yeah. You got to watch out for those people. Type two is you get the people who do know what they're getting into, mm-hmm. and you got to watch out for them twice as much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, that's what I was going to say is the, the happy be- beach bum – He's probably sipping on something kind of laid back. And when I drink this, I'm thinking of like a guy at a tiki bar who's kind of a nerd and he's got like, he's like, uh, he's got like glasses and a Yankees cap and he's kind of really smart. And he's, he's kind of uh, like, yeah. yo, the zombie actually is, is uh, you know, <laughs> because, because it's not really a, it's not a drink you would just drink. You would only, you would only yeah. order it because you're making a point. Yeah. You almost are like thinking about it in the way we're talking about it. Like, what's in it? Uh, you're telling your friends what's in it mm-hmm. and like, or, or, or if you have an axe to grind with your brain and your liver. Right? <laughs> yeah. You go out to, bo- to a bar and you're like, I'm going to show my fucking liver. Right. You don't, don't like your body zone. and you're trying to kill it off. But it doesn't seem like a, like, 
a rowdy party guy drink because it's too takes too long to make and it's too complicated. <laughs> yeah, that'd be very <laughs> funny if a very cool party guy had a bunch of falernum and Don's <laughs> mix in his fridge. <laughs> yeah, but you do got to watch. Out. I I feel like um, a well-meaning spring breaker is going to get their fucking ass kicked by this. Yeah. Yeah. No, this will catch you off guard. The weird thing about this drink, though, is on a menu at a bar, it is like $22. Yeah, yeah, right. So you know when you're ordering it, something's up. Right, and you've got to be... I think you hit it there, Tim, with like the nerdy guy. And I know that, look, it's a guy wearing like uh, pretty brand new jeans with a muted color Hawaiian shirt tucked in (laughs) and a woven leather belt. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah, you've got to be kind of like... Older and established is the wrong word, but older and uh, have a job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, all this stuff is expensive. Like like what one of you guys were saying about the Tiki Tea, you want to drink your way through that menu, and then you realize that you have to sell your car yeah, in order to do it. It's a whole, it's a career. Um, as we get into the colder months here, I, I always thought it would be funny to get a long sleeve Hawaiian shirt. That's yeah, they make those, right? You can get those. They, that you should because they're weird as hell <laughs> with like buttons on the cuffs <laughs> to like keep it nice and tight <laughs> that's really funny to wear under like a suit <laughs> you'd look handsome as hell i bet it would work really well under a suit uh i bet you somebody's done that uh like bieber or diplo have done that i bet you yeah oh, but yeah, i'm sure i just feel like diplo was walking around wearing no clothes at all that guy doesn't have time he's that's true he's making beats he's producing that's the type of shit I should be doing. Yeah, it's man. Like, what are you What are you doing? I'm <laughs> drinking zombies with my friends on a podcast. Looking for falernum? He's wearing no clothes at all. <laughs> I spent my whole week looking for falernum. <laughs> hey, that could be a good album title for us, Looking for Falernum. Looking for falernum? Falernum. Looking for falernum. Oh, <laughs> you all right there, Mike? Yeah, man. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's get into our final thoughts here, all right? Oh, yeah, baby. Kick it off there, T. I would say, you know... Am I ordering it again? Yes, but only in a certain context, which is I'm going to have it's a one drink night or it's ending. The bar is just called last call and I want to sip for a long time. It's a busy bar. I I love tiki drinks, but I want to drink a Mai Tai or a normal tiki drink. I can't be mainlining this much rum to the dome. (laughs) Um, I will say... You know, is this going to be a, a round two order, a round tour for me? Uh, under the right, in the right hands. I don't think I'm going to make this the way I did it again uh, for myself. Yeah. Like, it's going to be probably many years until I collect all the things <laughs> that need to go into a zombie. And are you going to be working consistently for those many years, collecting all the ingredients? I'm going to need to. It's funny. I bet you could have like a pretty great time if you had like a 20 ounce bottle of club soda and one of these. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. like you could have like you could dole that out until like a whole night, as yeah. opposed to just getting fucking shit house right out the <laughs> gate. Right. That actually sounds pretty fun. If you were cruising around a party and you had one zombie and a two liter of seltzer, <laughs> that's 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 five hours of fun. Yeah, I would say final thoughts. I was surprised. I thought I would like this more than the Collins. And I think, you know, if I had to make a night of it, I'm, I'm going Collins just looking out for my own safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart. But, uh, you know, we don't want to get too reductive here with the ratings and the rankings of these drinks. No, no not at all. It's, it's all about having fun. We're hoping to give you a nice, full, long-form... Right. review here folks i would suggest this to someone who maybe didn't make one for this podcast or for this episode i'd say get yourself to a tiki bar and have a pro make it yeah don't go to mike hanford's house and no. get him to do it you're gonna get a lot of cinnamon in your drink he, he doesn't know where the maraschinos are he doesn't he, he can't find the filler he's not wearing a shirt <laughs> he's a fucking mess it's a mess over here i cannot turn on the AC. <laughs> His AC's off because it's too loud. Oh, boy. That does it for the zombie. And if I understand correctly, Tim, you got a, you got a quiz for us? Ooh. I do. Uh, are you guys ready to have your wits tested? Uh, Always. Always. Now more than ever, my man. <laughs> yeah. When I'm at my sharpest. I purposely dulled your wits, and now I'm going <laughs> to swoop in. Yeah, it's pop quiz time. I got a quiz for you guys. I've got two options for a quiz. Because this is, I, I was, I was like a madman typing into my notes app today. Quiz ideas. 
So would you guys, you can you get to pick the quiz you take. Ready? Uh-huh. Do you want to take, because it's Halloween, uh, a.k.a. All Hallows' Eve. <laughs> would you like to take a quiz that is celeb candy quiz? Ooh. Which is, uh, we're talking about celebs who famously love certain candy treats. Okay. And you may have heard of them. Okay. And I'll tease them and see if you can guess who I'm talking about. Because they love famously love them. Okay. And then the other quiz, uh, this one is movie scenes that scared Tim the most. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> this one is a combination of <laughs> film history knowledge and knowledge um, of your little no. buddy Tim. Can we do half and half? No, no, no. <laughs> you, can, you can, but I just drank a zombie, so I don't know if I could bounce back and forth that easily. Yeah, that's true. I think we can save either one for another time, so I think let's... Uh, what do you feel like doing, Jeff? I kind of like this one where we guess how, how scared Tim is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. I like these that, are, too. These are... I took a few minutes today, and I thought about... Also, Tim, famously not too affected by the movies that he watches. Not affected. I told you guys that when I saw the movie Room... And mm-hmm. she was ra- ra- wrapping her son up in the rug to try to get him out of the Oh, wait, not the room. I'm talking room. room. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When she was, ra- Brie Larson was wrapping her son up in the rug and I was, I worried and I turned to Jessica and I said, I'm worried. And I've never, I don't feel that anymore. So I'm not an emotive guy. Huh. Uh, uh, just audio and visual doesn't get my heart pounding, but I thought back through my whole life. So some of these scenes scared me recently, and some of them scared me when I was wee younger. So Ooh. they may not be scary to you now. They may okay. not. They have, they maybe age differently. Is what I'm getting at. Good, 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 <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. So how about this? It's five. <laughs> there are five of these, and okay. I and I think it could be kind of fun to. Uh, I'll keep score, but you could just if you have a guess right off the bat, before I even give any hints. You could knock one right off if you guess a, a movie. Like right now, I Blair can Witch, guess maybe a Blair, movie. But Blair Witch Project. Jeff, you got one. Did I? Holy shit! Was it the guy facing the corner? <laughs> yes, the guy in the corner in is number four in my all-time yeah, scariest that is a scary Tim one. moments. Okay, I want to say one of them is from Paranormal Activity because I know you love that franchise. Mike, that's a very good guess. I love <laughs> love Paranormal Activity. All Which the is so strange to me that that's the <laughs> thing. That's something you've put your money down I know. on. I don't like the genre. I don't really like movies, let's be honest. <laughs> I think they're bad. But for some reason, I like those movies. But I couldn't think of one. There was no specific scene in the Paranormals that scared me because it's a lot of demons and stuff, and I'm not really – I don't really – I don't know. It didn't make me jump quite as much. And maybe I was already in my late 20s by the time I saw those movies, so I wasn't as impressionable. Uh-huh. But very good. Uh-huh. Very good guess. Okay, Jeff, you have one going into this. Number five. Number four was Blair Witch. Number five. This is sort of a, uh, a fun... This is a comedy, and it's a funny movie. Mm. And it's kind of the one scary image in a kid's movie. Hmm. I, I know it, but Mike, I'm going to give you a head start. Jeez. Uh, in a kid's movie? I'm kind of guessing here, but is it in Witches? Angelica Houston in Witches? No. Where she, where she reveals herself? I don't know. I, I think I got it, Tim. What do you got? Large Marge? Yes, it is Large Marge. <laughs> Dutton is back on the board Woo! with two. <laughs> back on very the board. Good. He never left the board. That uh, is a very, very funny movie, but that one scene used to scare the bejesus out of little old Timmy. Okay. Little old Timmy. This next film, uh, this is a very scary scene, but it's not a horror movie. It's a (laughs) gritty cop movie starring two cops. Jeff. Starring two actors that are cops? Yes, actors (laughs) playing two cops. Can I can I guess? Yes. Do we have to buzz in? Do we buzz in with our names? Uh, no. I think it's pretty relaxed this, t- this time. <laughs> Hanford's not wearing a shirt, so I don't think it's. <laughs> okay, it's seven. Yes. Holy Ooh. shit! And and uh, you already got the point just by guessing seven. But guess which of the seven deadly sins was the Sloth. one that? Sloth. Pre- Absolutely, Sloth. 
Wow, <laughs> Mike. I'll split well, the point. I'll split the point with you. Yeah, you'll take I, the point. I do it with Sloth because that scared me. Yeah, because the sloth guy is tied down in the bed, and yeah. they think he's dead, and then they go up to him, and he goes, Ooh! Yeah. And it freaked me the fuck out. It's okay. Oof. So, Jeff, you have two and a half. Mike, you have a half. Nice. Now we're down to <laughs> Tim's number two scariest film moment of all time. This is a big, giant hit movie, and the film itself has a little bit of a twist ending. <laughs> That's all? Yeah. And it was I, directed by... I mean, don't I'll say keep, it. Don't say it. Don't say it. It's Sixth Sense. Yes! Jefferson Dutton. But when you think back at that big studio scary movie, which scene do you think scared little Timmy the most? I bet you I know. It's the girl from the OC throwing up in the tent. So close. Because that oh. scene, that was very scary. Because she has vomit all over her chin. And That's she's what I was going to guess, too. Ooh, that really scared me. But there's one scene that scared me more. It's more of a louder scene. Mm. I don't know. Well, you already got the point, so I'll just tell you, Jeff. It's the that the ghost of a housewife who has slit wrists, and she's showing her wrists and saying, "You see what you made me do?" Oh, and you boy. see the cuts on her wrists, and it's really loud. And I was scared. Dude, there's a lot of stuff. Like the, even just when they're walking around, and the kid sees like the the nooses, the people hanging from nooses. That's scary. Yeah. The top of the stairs whole th- whole idea is scary. Like he's just scared of like something at the top of the stairs, and that's he gets thrown in the closet. Very freaky. Well, you know, you know, my my uh, scariest uh, movie moment. I actually left the theater. Was fire in the sky? <laughs> I didn't oh, know that. that baby. You left the theater. Yeah. Fire in the sky. My mom took me. She had free tickets to a movie. We went to see that, and I don't think we, either of us knew what it was about. And we watched it, and it was when the guy was like abducted and like stuck under the white uh, like sheet like, thing that was like getting sack the fucking yeah. membrane, yeah. and that like Ugh. needle was gonna go into his eye, and he. Uh, I got out of there, man. <laughs> that was in in my household. That movie was famous too because my brother watched it at a sleepover, was really scared, and then my hmm. dad would always bring it up. It was like that was like the one that freaked and, my and, brother. And out. that yeah. was like a was that a TV movie, or no? That was, was a, in that theaters. Was a, that was an so actual good. theater movie. Yeah, based on the experience of Travis Walton. Hey, oh, I read the book. Did you watch a host yet? No, I need to. No, I gotta. It's on Shutter. Oh boy, it's that's a brand scary new, one. right? That brand new, one, yeah. yeah. It's all like it it's a Zoom movie, which I would think I heard about. I was like, uh, Zoom movie? I don't know. And it's a <laughs> uh, it's very scary to me. Yeah. Speaking of scary, number one. Also, we're just closing this out. Mike has half a point. Jeff has three and a half points. Woo. Jeff both knows film history, but he knows his buddy Tim. Oh yeah. Usually, Tim, when Tim's talking about scary movies, I, I my mind is in the other room. No, you knew that I I love the Paranormal Activity movies, and that's very impressive. Okay, number one, this this is not as easy as the other ones, but hey, what, I can't change it. It's my number one thing that scared me the most. This is a scene starring a creepy girl in a Stephen King adaptation of one of his novels as a movie. Uh, I'm thinking it's Pet Cemetery. Yes, Michael oh. Hanford nailed it. Now, what was your thinking behind that? Did you know, or was it a I, shot? I in just, the dark? Uh, it's the only movie that I am certain you've, uh, only Stephen King uh, um, adaptation that I'm certain you have seen. Oh, so you did know that your friend Tim saw it. So it wasn't just That's film it. knowledge, it was friend knowledge. That was friend knowledge, because I have not, I don't know any of your Stephen King stuff other than that. I was going to guess the tub lady from The Shining. Ooh. She's scary, That's a but scary she's one. also kind of sexy, if you really yeah, think about yeah. it. Yeah, until she's uh, rotting away. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys know the scene in Pet Cemetery? No. Never seen it. It's, okay, there's, it's his sister in the bed with the spinal meningitis saying, Rachel, Zelda. Says Rachel, help me, Rachel. Oh, Zelda says Rachel. <laughs> Zelda says Rachel is number one. She didn't say Link. And that wraps up the movie scenes that scared Tim <laughs> the most. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Can I tell you uh, one of my? There's two scenes that always stick out to me as like they kind of scare me every time I see them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, one is the ring when um, is it Amber Tamblin? Is she in that? Yes. When she. 
I think finds her friend and her friend's jaw just like falls. Or maybe she's oh, the no, one no, whose no. jaw. No, no, yeah, yeah. It's Naomi Watts finds Amber Tamlin in the closet. Yeah, and her jaw and is her just jaw, like, and her, oh, dude. The way that cuts. The ring is so, so good. It's PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I remember leaving the theater and seeing on the way out. Uh, I remember seeing the ring, leaving, and then seeing the poster on the way out and seeing that it said it was PG-13 and just hanging my head in shame <laughs> as, like, as like a college student who, like, pissed his jeans. <laughs> um, the other scariest scene is in Mulholland Drive when they go in the diner, they go in the back to the dumpster. Oh. And there's yeah. that one shot of the homeless guy, demon guy, or whatever, that just like pushes in, and the sound is just like, Woof. dude, it's scary. So scary. I love that movie so much, and that image is amazing. I'll tell you, I had one that didn't make the list that was in my top 10, but not my top five, which is a classic Jurassic Park. When they look and they see that the goat is gone, meaning that the T Rex ate the goat. I remember mm. when I first saw that in the theater, I was like, Mom, Dad. The T Rex is near. The goat ran away. (laughs) The the T Rex is near. It's nigh. I remember. I have two that come to mind. One is arachnophobia, just in general, scared the Mm. shit out of me. I was like so scared of spiders that I would sleep in my bed and and like wrap my blanket. I, I would wrap my comforter like around my whole head so just my mouth would be poking out and I could <laughs> breathe because I was so scared of spiders. <laughs> and then the other one is uh, numerous parts of Brave Little Toaster scared the shit out of me really? as a kid. Ah. There's a lot of crazy stuff in Brave Little Toaster. Yeah. Well, it's funny too because like kids' movies can be scary because it's like well, you're not seeing anymore. this stuff for the first time. Yeah. Like I feel like they were way better at it in like the 80s and 90s. And now I mean, as like, a kid, as a well, kid. Brave yeah, Little yeah. Toaster has that air conditioner, right? That's kind of freaking out. Yes, yes. Ooh, yeah, that's what I fear about turning my air conditioner on here. He has literally a uh, a Jack Nicholson inspired like conspiracy meltdown. <laughs> it's good. He's going for it, and he's doing a Jack Nicholson impression. Well, guys, that's uh, whatever scares Tim, and now <laughs> we've got some mail. <laughs> Perfect. Whatever has scared Tim. That's what you do after whatever scared Tim opens a mail. Colleen writes, Hey, Sloppy Boys. I work as a makeup artist, and my husband is a production designer, so every year we go all out for Halloween. I'm talking spirit gum, facial prosthetics, contact lenses, the whole nine. Cool. For years, we looked great but found it difficult to eat or drink at parties until we started bringing our own collapsible straws. Just wanted to pass along our little life hack and ask if you had any other Halloween party tips. Smart. Oh. Pumpkin emoji, Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> I will say my Halloween tip, I've never done this, but you know when people wear a costume that's like a pun and you have to like get yes, it? I, yes, I hate it. I think that's a, a, a move to avoid. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah. If, I'm trying to think of when, a good it's one. It's like um, when people are like, come on, it's the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. <laughs> yeah, right, right, That's a right. very common one. I did a real bad one when I was like 13. I did one of those that was, uh, this is so gr- grossly bad. I said I was a serial killer and I had a box of Cheerios around my neck and I mm-hmm. held a knife and it's, I explained it all night. Nobody laughed. <laughs> <laughs> My tip is to just, yeah, not explain or hold anything because that sucks. But also just, I like to have my face visible because yeah. I feel like when you don't, not to name drop, but hey, I'm a Hollywood kind of a guy. Ooh, nice. This is like 10, 11 years ago. I remember I was at a party and I saw Aziz Ansari and I said, hey, man. And I scared him because he was I was wearing a mask. And you see, <laughs> you can't just go up to him and say and scare him. He was probably like, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what he said. I mean, I wouldn't. Also, I I don't know him very well, but I was work. I had just worked on a thing with him, and he, and I forgot to take my mask off. So, folks, take the masks off. Take the mask off. Was that the same year that Dave Ferguson dressed as me? He had he had gotten oh. my room somehow and like oh, yes, that... got my clothing and uh, and showed up Man. and I was like, hey. <laughs> You know what else was the funniest fucking thing was when Ferguson and Katie, his girlfriend, both dressed as Superman. <laughs> yeah, that was that's really very funny. funny. A couple's costume where they're just the same. just both, just two Supermans. <laughs> that's pretty good. 
Dave and Katie, keep on keeping on. <laughs> keep on trucking. Uh, oh, yeah, I was supposed to say at the end of the mail thing. <laughs> if you've got a question for the boys, email us at thesloppyboyspodcast at gmail.com. Any last words? Um, I'll just say that I like the zombie, but I'm looking forward to the Mai Tai episode because Ooh. that will be better. Uh, yeah, hey, I'm a... Oh, I, here's what I want to say. We didn't mention how when we were first, uh, when the Sloppy Boys were first a band, we were a cover band, and one of our songs was Zombie Zoo from oh uh, the late, great Tom Petty. Yeah, folks, that's an album track. You may not know it, but go listen to Zombie Zoo. It's so great. Yeah, it's a real fun one. All right, that's our show. Follow us on social media at the Sloppy Boys, where we release these re- <laughs> fucking zombie. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Here we go. Follow us on social media at The Sloppy Boys, where we release these recipes ahead of time. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon, where subscribers can unlock The Sloppy Boys, blow out our weekly bonus episode. That's patreon.com slash The Sloppy Boys. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Later, everybody. See ya.